0: Welcome back to Behind the Wealth. I'm your host, Roger Abel, and I'm here solo today. But we're going to talk about uh, a few articles I've, I've read here recently. I try to do a good job of keeping up on, you know, what's happening in the markets. And I read a lot of other advisors or uh, uh, people's information that they put out there so I can get a perspective of where they're coming from. And usually I, I get a really good idea of, of what somebody's telling me or, or it could be just some good information that I find useful. But recently I've ran across a couple videos or articles that I actually think is bad advice. So we're gonna talk today about bad financial advice and how to avoid it. Just because it's on the internet or you see it on Facebook or it's on Business Insider or CNBC does not mean that it's good financial advice. And we really need to think about these things critically and, and why are people, publishing articles. Is it to get us to read it or is it to get us to click on it? And I'm going to, the first one we're going to talk about was actually on business insider a few weeks ago. Um, and, and the title is I opened a 401k to start saving for retirement at 26. And it was a huge mistake for three reasons. So just out of curiosity, I'm like, how bad could it be to start a 401k? And what are these three mistakes that were just huge. I, I don't understand. So it was actually written by Jen glance. It was on business insider. If you want to find the article, I'm sure you can go Google it. Um, and so I did, first thing I did is I wanted to find out who is Jen glance and what does she do? Where does she get her credentials from? And she actually has a viral business called the bridesmaid for hire. She's a creator of the finally bride voice of the podcast. You're not getting any younger. Um, And she's an Amazon bestseller for all my friends are engaged. So she has some type of business background in blogging and social media, but she does sometimes contribute to um, Business Insider on some personal finance stuff. And I started thinking about this. The person writing the article really is a specialist in a bridesmaid for hire and being a bride and all these other things, but she's putting out their financial advice And I think that really gives us a good perspective as to where should we get our financial advice and who should we listen to? Typically, you know, you go to Christmas, which is coming up. This is probably going to air right before Christmas. And you talk to your brother-in-law or your uncle or your grandpa, and they're telling you about the hot stock pick and all this financial advice. And, you know, I always say what background or credentials do they have that you would trust them to take their financial advice? And most of the time, it's very little to none. Um, occasionally, people can make great stock picks. And if the market's going up, it's really hard to do poorly. But most of the time, you know, try to seek professional advice and really pay attention to, to who you're taking this from. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about and break this article down as to why I don't think any of the things she did is actually a mistake. Um, and I approach this a little differently. We, we focus on the human behavior of this versus the pure financial aspect of it. Um, The financial aspect's important, but the human behavior really drives more of a person's long-term result than just what they did. Um, So in the opening paragraph, she starts to talk about how she's too stubborn to care about retirement and how she's really trying to be obsessed with affording her bills, and she's just not worried about saving for the future. And when she decided to open the 401k, she found it to be a big retirement mistake. She says it's not the wrong choice, but she thought maybe there was a different type of account that would work better for her. Um, And she says, now I think I should have done, done things differently thanks to these three signs. So let's just take a look and talk about the three huge mistakes that Jen thought she made. So the first thing, Jen says the problem is that her company didn't match her contributions. And we also talk about this, if the company's not matching the contributions, you may be better served by utilizing some type of a self-directed account via traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. Um, But here's the problem with that. The problem with that is most 26 year olds aren't going to go out and start their own self-directed IRA or Roth IRA. And she actually stated in the first paragraph that she wasn't concerned about this. So so my guess is if she wasn't concerned about it, she wouldn't have gone and done it if it wasn't offered as an employee benefit. So that's the first thing that stands out like this wasn't a mistake. It was probably one of the best things you could have ever done. Um, She also said that the following reasons are, are reasons why she didn't want to do this employer provided 401k plans offer high cost mutual funds. Well, I find that most of the time to actually be false. If you look around most 401k plans and they have the obligation to to operate as a fiduciary on those plans, um, they're usually some of the lowest cost investment options available unless you were going to go self-directed and buy your own ETFs and mutual funds, which once again, most 26 year olds, unless it's offered in a retirement plan, probably we aren't going to do this. Um, the other thing is limited investment options. Um, so let, let's just kind of break it down. 401ks, they, they clearly have fees. The most common fees that you're going to see in a 401k plan is a plan administration fee, investment fees, and the client service fees. Typically, though, these fees are very low cost to the actual uh, participant or the individual contributing to the financial plan. Um, In the article, Jen states later on, she opened a SEP IRA with a financial advisor. Well, I am a financial advisor, an investment advisor, and I can tell you that that is not free either. So the the cost, the reason of not doing the 401k and it being a huge mistake because of cost, I, I find that to be completely false. So we've debunked the first one. The second thing about a 401k is it offers this ultimate convenience. You don't have to go learn this. You don't have to go research and figure out what account is right for me. What company should I use? There's hundreds of investment companies and and that can be overwhelming. So there's this ease of convenience by utilizing the 401k. And and if we just look at regular investor behavior, most 26 year olds aren't seeking out to do their own IRA. That's why the 401k is so great. Most companies offer automatic enrollment. Um, they keep this simple for people to do and be successful. There's something magic about the, the compound interest effect that happens over a long period of time. And I think that any 26-year-old that's getting involved in investing, whether it's in your 401k or self-directed, is, is a great thing to start as soon as you possibly can. Um, you know, I can make a good argument that you can do all of the things uh, and save for retirement in your 401k, that you can in an IRA, just being automatic with the 401k is so much easier and so much more convenient for most people to just get started. Um, and we talk about, if you think about our freedom guide that we offer on our website, and if you don't know where that is, go to our website, it's btwealthshow.com, download our freedom guide. But the very first thing we talk about in there on how to build wealth is paying yourself first. You know, there's a lot of different people that have a different take on how to build wealth. Well, here's what I know. If we pay ourselves first before we pay everybody else, we're going to be okay in the long run. Um, and really the 401k is one of the very best vehicles that we can go pay ourselves first. Um, and the reasons why, one, most of the time at a new employer, they have automatic enrollment, which means unless you opt out, you're going to be enrolled. Two, Um, you can select how much you want to put into this and you can move the target. So, you know, if you're putting in 5% this year and the next year you get a raise, you can up it to 3% up it by 3% to eight. That's a win for you. Where if you're doing a self-directed IRA, typically people start doing a dollar amount because it's not coming directly out of their paycheck, which means it goes to their bank account. They start doing a monthly amount. Well, do they actually ever increase the monthly amount? Maybe they put $500 in today. Well, If they just leave it at 500 forever, that's still great. But at the end of the day, we should be increasing our contributions so that we can keep up with the overall cost of inflation, the cost of goods increasing in the future. Um, And for someone who struggles to save money, which she said she did, you know, the automatic paycheck deduction is a huge advantage because if you don't get it, the money's not real. And this is part of the psychology of the investing. Once the money hits your bank account, it's yours. It's harder to send it somewhere, but if you never see it go to your bank account, the psychology of it just works in your favor. So the first reason the company didn't match contributions, I just don't think that's a reason to call doing a 401k a huge mistake. Another another thing that was mentioned was limited investment options, and we can view this as good or bad. Um, we talk about a lot, people having the time, desire, and knowledge to actually manage their own investments. And if somebody does have the time, the desire and the knowledge to manage their own investments, then a large selection of investment choices might be great. But for the vast majority of the population, the 401k simplifies the process and has limited investment options to help keep you out of trouble. The, the best default option that they have is just the age-based portfolios because it's a set it and forget it option for you. So I wouldn't, say that limited investment options are bad. Uh, It depends on where you are. If you're working with a financial advisor, we clearly wouldn't want limited investment options. We want to have everything available to us that's going to help us succeed financially and build wealth for the long term. Um, A lot of the target date funds uh, are based upon your age. And those target date funds are really the way to keep you out of trouble. And what I mean by that is if you're 26 now and you have a hundred percent in the stock market and you took that target date fund or that 401k and you never did anything with it, it's automatically going to become less aggressive as you near your expected retirement age. Um, and that's a good thing for people who aren't using a financial advisor and don't have the knowledge or the time or the desire to research this stuff. Um, if you don't know what to do, start with the target date fund. It's just the default option. If you have no idea what to do to say, hey, I'm going to retire in 2040 and pick that fund and move on down the road. If you decide to open your own IRA or Roth IRA online, they obviously have tons of different investment choices. But go look at some of the choices that track an index or track the S&P 500 based upon your age and your risk tolerance that, you know, a lot of the companies online have the ability to assess your risk tolerance and they'll help guide you as to what may or may not be appropriate. The second big reason or huge mistake that Jen said she made is that I didn't contribute enough to make a difference. And it's ironic to me that you could contribute, but it's not enough to make a difference. I would say anything you contribute makes a difference long term. Um, And to quote, she said, I was mismanaging my money to spend that cash and rent credit card bills and sticking the rest into savings accounts. I didn't prioritize saving for retirement as a goal. So was her mistake actually to put money in the 401k or was it not having a sound financial plan? And we talk about a lot, You should have a financial plan, regardless of your age, right? A financial plan for a 26 year old is much more simplistic than somebody who's 60 or 65 heading into retirement. But we still should have a plan. It's I I make the analogy to a football coach. They have a plan for every game, regardless if its preseason or if it's the Super Bowl. They still have a plan for every single game and everybody should have a financial plan before we start making money decisions. Um, she does say she was saving in a savings account. So there was money that could have been invested, but it wasn't a priority for her. So once again, I think this goes back to what was an actual priority for Jen and the 401k isn't to blame. It was more of her money habits and her not having a plan. And, uh, it goes back to why we believe that the starting point for everybody should be 10% of your income. Regardless of where you are in life, just start stacking away 10%. If you do this over the long to- long term, you will have amazing success and build great wealth. So Jen states in the article too that her contributions were about $100 a month. So we just went and ran a hypothetical Morningstar report of somebody putting in $100 a month starting at age 26 until they turn 65, which is basically 39 years. And, and obviously anything... You know this goes back a long time so you shouldn't expect this as a future result but if it is at all similar it should put us somewhere in the ballpark but had you started doing that into the Vanguard S&P 500 Index Mutual Fund which started in 1981 she would have contributed a total of $48,000 the average annualized return would have been around 10.86% and she would have a little over $706,000 so the idea that $100 a month wasn't enough, that's not true. She didn't keep doing it long enough to make a difference. And if she had enrolled and utilized the tools of the 401k, automatic escalation of your contributions, well, maybe it started 100 a month for the first year. And the second year is 110. And the third year is 130. And we start to get these exponentially increasing results. So, um, if you're young, you just need to understand how valuable your time in the market is versus the timing of the market. Um, and just to start accumulating shares of mutual funds, stocks, ETS, whatever it is, just the accumulation of those shares is really what's going to build your long-term worth. Now, I suggest people start with 10%. And, and I understand that if you're just starting this today, 10% may not be attainable for you. Start with anything, there are custodians that'll take as little as $25 a month. Is that gonna make a huge impact today? No, but over 39, 40, 50 years, it might make a huge impact and just getting started it's the habit of saving a little bit all the time. Um, You know, the older you get, the less time you have and we actually have a chart on our website that talks about when you start saving at different ages and what the overall impact is if you wait, and typically if you start in your early 20s, the amount you contribute is significantly less than somebody who starts in their 40s and you both end up with the same amount of money because we have this thing called compound interest. It's like the fifth or sixth wonder of the world they call it. So um, just start contributing, no amount is too small. So the last one I think is the best of all because the, the third big mistake is I forgot about my 401k account for five years. Well, is that good or bad? She said when she got laid off, she went out on her own as a freelancer and small business owner, which I get it when you start a business and you're super busy and you're not a financial advisor. The last thing on your mind is what do I do with this 401k and the good news is her company let her keep it there. But she says it's a mistake. And interestingly enough, I read a book by Daniel Crosby probably four years ago. Daniel Crosby's the foremost author on, you know, behavioral finance and that aspect of it, which we're way into. We believe that people's behavior, you know, predicates more of what happens to them in the future than, than how they're invested or where they're invested. It's really, you know, client behavior that drives a lot of the returns. Well, in the book, Daniel Crosby references a Fidelity article and Fidelity went back and did a study of all of their investors that had massively outperformed or their top investors. And they were trying to figure out what they had done different than everybody else. And you know, we're all thinking they were a great market timer or they had this great intuition as to what was the very best stock to own or they, they, they just made all the right choices. Well, when it came down to it, the vast majority of them shared one common trait. And it was that they actually forgot they had the account. And when you think about that, what that just means is that they're getting out of their own way. They're, they're not in a situation where um, they're constantly making changes and feeling the need that they're missing out on something or they're really scared of something. So this one is completely debunked because forgetting about your account has actually been proven in some cases, to outperform others. And Dalbar is a company that releases, you know, investment results for the market and individuals, and they compare and compare what the stock market's done versus the average investor. And if we go review those, there's, there's a commonality there. And it's that the average investor constantly underperforms the market. And it's not because they're buying the wrong investments. It's because they're letting their human emotion and their decision-making get in the way of what of themselves making money and and earning a good return and just doing all the right things. Um, So really the lesson to to learn here is that forgetting about it's not a big deal. Now, that said, with hindsight, could there have been a better place to invest the money? Well, maybe, right? You could have rolled it into a self-directed IRA. You could have moved it into a Roth IRA. You could have done a Roth conversion. There's a lot of things you can look at in hindsight, and say, well, I should have done that. At the end of the day, I actually think everything Jen did made her better off. She can look back and say, I should have done something different, but she probably didn't have the knowledge to do it differently then. So just getting started was great. So my goal here is not to bag on what she did. It's really say, hey, this isn't good financial advice. Everything she did was right. Could there have been a better way? Yeah. Yeah but more than likely the better way never would have happened. Um, so, you know, I agree with the perspective on the article, but I don't think she made a a mistake by doing the 401k. There probably were better options, meaning we could have had a self-directed account with, you know, a Roth IRA, which probably long-term would be more beneficial for her versus a traditional 401k. That said, many 401ks offer the Roth option there. Um, so in conclusion, let's just cover the three reasons and real quick answers as to why I think she didn't make a huge mistake by doing the 401k. Um, first reason was no company match. That just isn't a good reason to not do it. Um, you know, if you put $100 into a self-directed IRA, a Roth IRA or a 401k, it's still $100 invested. If you bought an S&P 500 index fund in each one of those, they would all have a similar return. Um, but if money's burning a hole in your pocket, a 401k is a great way to get those dollars into savings without ever having a chance of spending it. So this comes back to understanding your relationship with money. If you know it hits your bank account and you spend it, you're probably better off doing an automatic 401k that you actually never get possession of those dollars. The second one was she didn't save enough to make a difference at 26. She was only saving hundred a month. Well, we went through the hypothetical, and if she did that for 39 years, she'd have $706,000 uh, if she had been in the Vanguard S&P 500 index fund for that entire period of time. Um, so I guess at that point, we can just let our listeners decide if $706,000 is meaningful, and if they think that actually makes a difference in their retirement, which you know, I'm jokingly say that, but I think most people would agree that 706000 would make a huge difference in their retirement. You know, the third reason was because she forgot about her 401k. Well, based upon the Fidelity study, that may have been the best financial move she made. So all three of these, you know, I think are not reasons to participate in a 401k. I think the title of the article is really covering up the real problems and Jen's relationship with money at 26. It's really easy to open a 401k. So why wouldn't you do it? Um, And she she admitted she had her financial priorities out of whack at 26. So I think that opening that 401k actually put her in a better long-term financial position than she was if she wouldn't have done it. Because if she wouldn't have done it, she wouldn't have saved any of those dollars. And she disappeared after the job to go be a business owner, a freelance writer. And guess what? She wouldn't have saved during that period, too. So she, I don't know how long she became a freelance writer or how long this transition was. But she said five years. Well, I mean, that was five years of growth she had on money. That, that's actually probably fairly significant. So in, in overall, I, th- I think that I would say the, the title of the article really is clickbait, in my opinion. I think all of the things she did were actually the right move at the time with hindsight, we can all look back and say, hey, maybe we should have done something different. But the end of the day, she has money saved. She's had it in the market for at least five years, and she hasn't made an allocation change. So she's probably done fairly well over the the last, depending upon the timing, she's probably done fairly well on the investment returns of the account. I hope everybody enjoyed the program. Uh, Appreciate you tuning in. If you have any questions you'd like us to answer, live uh btwellshow.com if you haven't got your financial plan go to the website click get a plan now and ultimately if you'd like to get a meeting with us uh go to the website we have a calendar link there you can go and schedule a consultation complimentary at any point in time uh so for today this is roger abel i'm your host of the behind the well show hope you have a great christmas holiday and happy new year